As a teenager, we tend to think everyone is our friend. We do things we wouldn't normally do just to fit in or to seem cool. A lot of times being young means being naive, feeling like you're invincible, like bad things only happen to other people. For 18-year-old Desiree Ferris, those she chose to surround herself with, unbeknowing to her, were not her friends. But she trusted them, because why would they do anything to hurt her? Desiree's mother told her they were no good and begged her to stay away from them. But like most girls that age, she knew her mother had no idea what she was talking about. Right? I mean... They were always so nice. And yeah, I mean, they were involved in a few bad things. A little bit of drugs. Okay, maybe a lot of drug use. But their world was so exciting. More exciting than the boring old suburbs where Desiree was from, where nothing ever happened. Her friends were so exciting. To her. Until that fateful night. The night of May 2nd, 2017. A night that would unfortunately prove that the people Desiree thought were her friends would expose her to much more than this 18-year-old girl from the suburbs could ever imagine and leave her family in a desperate search through crime-ridden neighborhoods and empty drug houses. Desperately searching. This is the case of 18-year-old Desiree Ferris and... This is Gone in a Blink. Hey, true crime fans. Welcome to episode eight of Gone in a Blink. I'm your host, Heather, and Danielle is actually on vacation this week, but we'll be back next week. I hope everyone is staying warm on this absolutely freezing cold January day. And if you live somewhere warm, well, I certainly envy you right now. Today's case is on the disappearance of 18-year-old Desiree Ferris. So if you're ready, let's dive right into it. Desiree Ann Ferris was born on February 11th. 1999. Her parents divorced when she was very young, and Desiree became extremely close with her mother, Patty Tam. She was known for her bubbly personality and would be described by family and friends as a mama's girl. The two were in constant contact with each other and would text frequently. Desiree, however, was also known to be pretty trusting of others and would always try to see the good in everyone. In an article by Stories of the Unsolved, Patty Tam would describe her daughter as being, quote, like a ray of sunshine who had her whole life ahead of her. She was aspiring to be a model and really did have her entire life ahead of her. She later began to spend time with some people that her mother felt were really bad influences and not good people for Desiree to be hanging around. Desiree kept ensuring her mother, though, that she would not be influenced by their bad behaviors and that she had nothing to worry about. Unfortunately, on the afternoon of May 1st, 2017, Desiree would leave her house in the suburban town of Liberty, Missouri, the night before her mother's birthday, and vanish without a trace. As I mentioned 
That was the night before Patty's birthday, and she thought that maybe Desiree and her sister may be planning a surprise party for her. But when she came home from work that evening around 5 p.m., Desiree and her sister were not home. She didn't really think anything of it at the time, however, and worry didn't really set in until the following evening when she looked at the Verizon account that she shared with her daughter and realized that all activity from Desiree had stopped on the morning of May 2nd. Patty began trying to contact her daughter, but her calls kept going directly to voicemail. Now, Patty was extremely concerned by this point for her daughter, and then she decided that it, the best thing to do would be file a police report. So, Patty and Desiree's stepmom teamed up and began to retrace Desiree's steps on the day that she disappeared. They soon discovered that on the day of Desiree's disappearance, her and her sister had spent the day with two men. These were two of the men that Patty had been telling her daughter to stay away from, and this really caused Patty to panic. It was learned that Desiree and her sister were picked up by the two men in Liberty and then brought back to Liberty sometime between the hours of 5 and 6 p.m. on May 1st. However, Desiree chose to stay with the men. Investigators discovered Desiree's phone last pinged in the Marlboro Heights area of South Kansas City, which is basically clear across the metro area from where Desiree lived with her mother in Liberty. And Liberty is about 35 minutes north of the area where Desiree's phone last pinged. Patty Tam and Desiree's stepmother, Jennifer Ferris, began searching addresses where the men lived and started scoping out the neighborhood where they believed Desiree was last seen. Patty Tam was quoted in an article on the stories of the Unsolved website as saying, quote, at this point, I didn't care that these people were dangerous, unquote. And to be quite honest, as a mother myself, I wouldn't care how dangerous they were either, because all you care about in that very moment is finding your child. Jennifer Ferris actually met one of the men that Desiree had last been seen with on the night she disappeared. He claims that he took Desiree's sister back to Liberty on the night of May 1st, and that he took Desiree back to South Kansas City with him, where the two sat in the car in a parking lot for a while before venturing back to his house. According to his claims, Desiree was picked up from his house around 2.30 a.m. on May 2nd. He stated that she was picked up by the second man the girls had been with the day before in a silver or white pickup truck. Less than 10 days after Desiree's disappearance, the second man had been arrested on unrelated charges. So as more of the story began to unfold, and yet with some of the stories from the men who were actually the last to see Desiree before her disappearance were conflicting, and um, both kept telling story after story, and neither, neither one of them added up with the other. So it was claimed that on May 1st, 2017, Desiree and her sister were picked up from their home in Liberty by a man by the name of Robert Jason Keegan. And the three of them spent the day driving around to three different locations visiting abandoned houses that were known for drug activity, also commonly known as trap houses. Around 4.30 p.m., Keegan dropped the sisters off at a McDonald's at the location of 31st and Van Brunt Boulevard, which is on the east side of Kansas City, Missouri, and just under 20 miles from Liberty. 
From there, it is reported that a second man by the name of Mark Arzola, who had quite the reputation for being in and out of prison, picked the two girls up and headed to another McDonald's along Route 291 in Liberty, Missouri. Desiree's sister was dropped off, while it is reported that Desiree and Arzola drove away together. Reports also state that either Arzola or Keegan were supposed to drop Desiree off at a friend's house that night, but she never arrived. She instead ended up going with Arzola back to his house in the Marlboro Heights area of South Kansas City, Missouri, which is an area known for high crime and very vast drug activity. At around 1 a.m. on May 2nd, it had been stated that Desiree texted her sister to inform her that she was on her way home. Approximately one hour later, she made a phone call to another person and then later texted that individual a few hours after that around 3 a.m. One of the men that Desiree was last seen with had messaged her that night on Facebook in regards to finding a ride home. Her phone then shuts off around 4.11 a.m. on May 2nd, and this is around the time her social media goes dark. His phone then shows multiple short calls after that. So this man is currently in federal prison on charges relating to the distribution of meth, and it is reported that he will not talk to investigators. Throughout the entire month of May 2017, multiple searches were conducted. One of those searches were conducted in a wooded area around Blue River Road and Bannister Road in South Kansas City, just off Interstate 435 North. Reports show that an employee at the Phillips 66 gas station located in the area of Bannister Road and Holmes Road claims that she saw Desiree enter the store that night with an unknown man. The employee states that they purchased alcohol and then left. Searches were also conducted after cell phone pings were discovered in the areas surrounding Grandview Boulevard and Trolley Trail, as well as three different abandoned houses located at 83rd Street and Hillcrest Road, 93rd Street and Grandview Road, and Oakley Avenue and East 27th Terrace. However, no evidence had ever been found. And these areas, I know these these areas are quite specific. So I will post on our social media site a map with locations listed so you can kind of get a better understanding of her footsteps that night, where where her phone pinged, where she had been, and how far that is from her hometown of Liberty. So in June of 2017, a search was conducted in the Swope Park area of South Kansas City after numerous sightings were called in. However, that search turned up nothing as well. Investigators interviewed the group of people that Desiree had been with that night, and one of them was Mark Arzola, who stated to police that both he and Desiree went back to his house that night on Highland Avenue in South Kansas City, Missouri, after dropping Desiree's sister off in Liberty. He claims they were together until around 1.30 a.m. when someone he claims to not know picked Desiree up. He claims the two of them texted until around 2.35 a.m. There have been several discrepancies in Arzola's story. 
Investigators also spoke with Keegan following the arrest of him and five other people on meth and weapons charges just days after Desiree's disappearance. He confessed to authorities that he picked Desiree up from Arzola's home in his truck and dropped her off in the area of 73rd and Troost Avenue. Through court documents, it was discovered that Keegan was actually the one who had dropped Desiree off in the Marlboro Heights area on May 1st and May 2nd as well. So one thing is consistent is that they're saying that Desiree's sister was dropped off and Desiree remained with one or two of the men. I feel like they kind of are trying to switch the blame and, and... there's a lot of discrepancies, I feel like, with their story. But uh, so, okay, a timeline has been created and it starts out. And again, you're not, if you're not from the area, you may not be really understanding where these areas are. But I, I do plan on posting these so you will get a better picture. So on May 1st, 2017, 4 a.m., Her cell phone pings at her house in Liberty, Missouri. 4 p.m., her cell phone pings near East 27th and Cleveland Avenue in Kansas City, Missouri. 4.30 p.m., her cell phone pings near East 30th and Van Brunt Boulevard. 5.25 p.m., her cell phone pings near her home in Liberty, Missouri. 5.46 p.m., her cell phone pings near Church Road, still in Liberty. Between 7 and 8 p.m., her cell phone pings around the area of Holmes Road and Interstate 435. 9 p.m., her cell phone pings near the Oakwood neighborhood located just off Interstate 49 in South Kansas City. 10.45 p.m., her cell phone pings near West 124th Street and Warnell Road in South Kansas City. Now, on May 2nd, 2017, between 1 a.m. and 2 a.m., her cell phone pings near East 75th and Prospect Avenue. Between 3 a.m. and 3.14 a.m., her cell phone pings near East 43rd Street South and Washington Avenue in Independence, Missouri, which now we are on the east side of the metro. 4 a.m., her cell phone pings near East 83rd Street and Hillcrest Road in South Kansas City. And her family is pretty confident that the individuals in connection with the drug house on East 83rd Street and Hillcrest Road, which is the last place that Desiree's cell phone pinged, is responsible for her disappearance and more than likely harmed her. Desiree's family visited this house in August of 2017, but no one would come to the door. Of course not. Cowards. An eyewitness claims to have seen Desiree's body in the pickup truck parked in the driveway of the home on Highland Avenue, which would have actually been Keegan's truck. It was stated that Desiree's body was then placed in a barrel covered in concrete and dumped in a nearby body of water. However, this story has not been confirmed by police. Patty Tam says that she has heard many horrible stories about what happened to her daughter. However, she says she will never give up looking for her. She believes that her daughter got caught up with a very dangerous group of people and that others are afraid for their safety to come forward with details of what happened to Desiree. Desiree's family does not believe she was involved with drugs and believe that any suggestion that that Desiree may have died of a drug overdose is false. 
Since Desiree's disappearance, all activity on her social media accounts have stopped. In July 2017, the status of Desiree's case was changed to endangered, which basically acknowledges that Desiree's physical safety is in jeopardy. Keegan and Arzola, the two men that Desiree were last seen with the night she disappeared, have not been officially named as suspects at this time. However, the case is still active and tips continue to be called in. Hundreds of leads have been investigated and interviews have been conducted, which have enabled investigators to seriously narrow down their list of potential persons of interests. Desiree's family formed what they called Desiree's Army, which is a group of people who have dedicated their time and efforts to conduct their own searches and investigation into Desiree's case. And they were actually very successful in uncovering a massive web of crime involving drugs within the Kansas City area. Patty Tam no longer celebrates her birthday, as it is now a constant reminder of the last time she saw her daughter. She has kept Desiree's room the same as it was the day she left it before she disappeared, and Patty spends a lot of time in her daughter's room as a way for her to feel closer to her. Investigators have reason to believe there are currently people who are already incarcerated for federal offenses who know a whole lot more than they are saying. There is currently a $12,500 reward for information in this case. There have been many theories over the years as to what happened to Desiree. However, the primary theory is that Desiree is currently deceased and that Robert Keegan and or Mark Arzola were involved in her disappearance. Desiree Ferris, also known as Desi, went missing from her home in Liberty, Missouri on May 1st, 2017. She was 18 years old at the time of her disappearance and was last seen wearing a white or cream colored crop top fuzzy pink jacket, and sweatpants. She was carrying a tan purse. Desiree Ferris is 5 foot 1 inches tall and weighs 95 pounds. She has brown hair and brown eyes and would be 24 years old today. Those with info are asked to call the Liberty Police Department at area code 816-439-4701 or the family's tip line at area code 816 816- 9452722 You can also contact the Missouri State Highway Patrol at area code 573-526-6178 or Crime Stoppers at area code 816-474-8477 Thank you for listening to another episode of Gone in a Blink If you like our podcast, please consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and check out our website at goneinablink at buzzsprout.com. You can follow us on any of our social media sites. You can follow us on Facebook at Gone in a Blink Podcast or on Instagram at Gone in a Blink Pod. Or you can now visit our YouTube channel and listen at Gone in a Blink Podcast at Gone in a Blink. And if you have an idea for a show you'd like to hear us cover, you can email us at goneinablinkpod at gmail.com. And last but not least, please remember, stay safe, stay smart, and try not to blink.